Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla McNeilis. And you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns recommending a film the other person hasn't seen. Then we watch it separately and meet to discuss it. This week's film was picked by Orla. Yep. It is The Spirit of the Beehive from 1973 from Spain, directed by Victor Erice, produced by Elias Quere... Yeah, I was there like fucking <laughs> saying that it was going to be easy. He was super confident. <laughs> Produced by Elias Querejeta. Screenplay by Victor Erice, Ángel Fernando Santos y Francisco Querejeta. Story by Victor Erice y Ángel Fernández Santos. Starring Fernando Fernán Gómez, Teresa Guimpera, Ana Torrent, Isabel Tejería. Music by Luis de Pablo. Cinematography by Luis Cuadrado. Edited by Pablo González del Amo. The synopsis is, In an allegory of life after General Franco's victory in the Spanish Civil War, life in a remote village in the 1940s is calm and uneventful. Two little girls see a Frankenstein movie, or the Frankenstein movie, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of them starts wander- wandering the countryside in search of this kind of creature. Hmm. Interesting. What a creature. What I have recently discovered is, um, look, especially for older movies, looking up the tagline section on IMDb is quite possibly the best thing. Do yourself a favor and look up uh, The Day of the Jackal because there's some marvelous ones for that. Uh, but that was is a- there any as good as the uh, From Paris with Love movie with John Travolta and uh, Jonathan Rhys-Meyers that is uh, Whoa, One Jonathan City, Two Agents, No Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> They're odd, like, because there's always a good few of them for like different releases in different like um, countries and stuff, and they're odd. Some of them are just gas. Um, but that's a nice uh, Why did you pick it? Uh, yeah, I'd only uh, discovered Arite like this year, and I watched this, and then like only like last week I watched um, El uh, El Sur. <laughs> Uh, his other movie. He's only he only made three movies, uh, which I think is kind of a tragedy. Um, and then I kind of assumed that you'd seen them, uh, or like at least one of them, and then uh, discovered that you had in fact seen neither. But I think this is El Sur is is very like is an unfinished movie, and I think this is kind of like just almost perfect. Um, and whenever I watched this, I felt like it was like finding lost treasure or something. You know, like whenever you watch a film and it suddenly kind of like explains lots of other films if you know what I mean where it feels like you've completed something it's like the missing piece and obviously like this is very strong like influences within numerous numerous films obviously Pan's Labyrinth is the first one that comes to mind Um, and like other like different um, like Spanish cinema and stuff I think um, Almodovar is a very big fan of this but uh, we yeah we tended to examine like um, sort of childhood like later childhood and like early adulthood we've done a lot of kind of like teenagers or that kind of thing and this is sort of like child's point of view which we haven't really done yeah and i think that's kind of interesting um but i think what's interesting about directed this, by steven spielberg that. <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> uh i think what's interesting about the kind of the childhood aspect of this is it's kind of like it's very like so melancholy and it's it sort of shows like kind of like the 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 darkness of childhood as well as like the innocence and sort of like the whimsy as well like this is you, you know like this there's there's darkness here and then the kind of like them feeling the world and you see that a lot in like the character of the sister and stuff um 
And I think that's kind of clear as well from the drawings in the opening. You know how they're, they're, some of them are so, you know, cute and innocent and some of them are a bit darker, like that kind of idea of a child's mind. Um, but yeah, I just think there's so much to talk about. Like, I think we'd need more than an hour probably. But um, just like the themes, the mood, the visual style, the music, obviously like the backdrop of this. Um, and yeah, so I thought we'd have a lot to talk about. So what did you think of this film? Well, first of all, I'm saying this as a compliment to the movie. Yeah. Uh, as I was watching it the first time, I fell asleep about halfway through the movie because it just relaxed me to, uh, like, this sense with the music. and because The music is unbelievable. And yeah. the, just the whispers and the, yeah. how calm it is. Well, obviously, the, the movie changes pace, but not pace, like, tone slightly as the yeah, movie progresses. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're feeling you're waiting for something to happen almost. It has a kind of an Yeah, but in the beginning it was just kind of like the, I was in a kind yeah. of like vegetated state, kind of just sitting there. <laughs> As if you're in, in the beehive yourself. Yeah, yeah, just uh, being... Even though like uh, I, I felt really distracted by the fact that the guy, Fernando, the... Fernando, oh, he's a very big actor, isn't he? Yeah, but he looks like Ron L. Hubbard. And I was like, oh... <gasps> Oh my yeah. God, he does! I was like, oh, you ruined it for me. Wait, Thank when you. are you gonna be the like the sea L. captains Ron. or whatever? Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, that one, not Ron Elbow. Oh God! But with Dude. a bit of David Warner, so that kind of saved <laughs> it a bit. Warner? David Warner is the 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 guy that gets decapitated in the Omen and like he's in oh, lots oh, of different movies kind oh, of thing okay okay yeah um yeah okay that's that's less of a like incredibly distracting comparison yeah. thank you um, no but he does distractingly <laughs> looks like i can't believe you put that in my hand though damn it oh uh, i think he's interesting because he hasn't he doesn't look very spanish yeah he has a very like he's ginger well, yeah he's ginger but even his face he's a very very interesting face and it's obviously like he, in this, he's playing the sort of the older father character. He's like much later on in his life than, you know, of two young children and one is a very yeah. young, distracted wife. That, like for numerous reasons. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love the movie, though. Like the, the only <sighs> criticism that I have is really the, 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 really, the connection to Scientology. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is... I had to really force myself to stop seeing oh, him God. that way. That's so funny. Uh, and, uh, like, to no fault of his own. Like, his performance is really good in the movie, but it's just... <laughs> I'm glad. It's one of those things. It's, it's like watching, like, a Charlie Chaplin movie, and it's like, that mustache has changed the meaning since <laughs> Chaplin began, you know? And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like, I think that, like, the, the exploration of the themes and also, like, within the, the context of... Um, Francoism and like because this came out two years before before Franco died. Uh, yeah. At the same time, it's like I don't think that this movie would have been released about twenty years before when <laughs> Franco was really like paying attention while movies were coming out. No, it feels it feels subtle and as if he's self censoring, but not to you know. No, it, no, no, no. Like to... this is not like this is not death of a cyclist or something that the message is yeah. really hidden in there. This yeah. is pretty obvious. Yeah, it's it's what, later what is, later yeah. in Franco years. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, the way how like it, it's not only uh, talking about uh, like losing the war or criticism of Francoism per se, but it's like about the scars of war yeah. and how like in a way the kids uh, play Spain almost, uh, but also 
uh, act like children and become like real characters. Yeah. So like the movie works in like so many levels, and I really enjoyed that. And like you said, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I did like, but for one is I was absolutely blown away by Anna. Like the little oh girl is not only like the prettiest little girl, like she that is, is like most photogenic, remarkable. Like, but like the acting is oh not acting. God. It's like wh- how the fuck the Arisa get that performance? Like the scene that like sold me in the movie. Like not that I needed any selling it. Like mm. because I was already a hundred percent on board in the beginning, and then when you had the shot of. Uh, of uh, the wife uh, writing the letter to the unknown soldier, let's <laughs> yeah. say, and then cycling to the train station, and the camera just follows her, and it's oh, like really my well shot. God, there are some amazing like wonders yeah. in this that are. But the scene that really sold me was uh, when the two girls are in bed whispering to each other. Yeah, and it's like it feels absolutely real. It doesn't feel, and there's something about uh, as well, like the Spanish language in particular. Is uh, I was gonna ask uh, a question in the future in the, the subtitles and yeah, subtitles mm-hmm. that like obviously I watched it without subtitles. The uh, like Spanish from Spain, especially from Castilla, where this movie set is mm. so uh, soft. Yeah, and, and so much of this yeah. movie is whispered as well. Yeah it's beautiful and the sound is incredible as well so yeah because it picks it up really clear but at the same time it, it, it it's not clean like that it picks yeah. up the the it's like they didn't have like a a, a, a pop filter or something yeah. so you pick up the the s's yeah and the t's like and you know fantasma yeah and like it becomes kind of like, like that oh and it becomes like kind of like ear warm relaxation yeah. kind oh. of like it reminded me of the Jeff Bridges recordings that he did that was just like walking around in his garden, like recording like trees or whatever and talking <laughs> to the microphone. It's like the, the best what? thing to listen to what while you're that? sleeping. Oh my God, I'm going to hunt that down. And, um, Jeff Bridges. But the movie that really reminded mm. me of like visually is very Tarkovsky kind of thing. Yeah. That, uh, uh, Even uh, like, the tones, I the think. Light, certain, yeah, the yeah. tones. and everything. Like, it reminded me a lot of uh, of Zirkel, of Mir- The Mirror. Have you mm, seen The Mirror? No. It's, like, one of Tarkovsky's best. Uh, it is a lot about memory and childhood, and I thought that it, it would be a very interesting double bill, like, uh, yeah. watching this. I'll put uh, on the episode notes, well, you, I'll request you to put, like, the. <laughs> there's one scene in mirror that if you watch it's completely out of context well mirror doesn't have a plot so you can put any scene you're not gonna be ruining the movie yeah but that you can really see the uh not only inspiration because i think that they came out at the same time but it's showing like very much of the time yeah very european 70s it reminded me of uh mirror and this and days of heaven are like a really good yeah the terrence malick movie obviously yeah yeah like just the yeah the like uh, the idea of also of childhood and such that like Days of Heaven is s- certainly focused on childhood and it's narrated by the 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 lead female kid in that movie yeah but like where that narration kind of feels forced and not 
great because the actress is not fantastic like and this is just amazing like any time that anna is on screen i'm yeah i'm like sold and apparently she's done like a load of other things afterwards yeah, and there's like, as, um, as there's, a kid there's a thing and then as yeah a, yeah she's as still a, she's still acting like um but there's there's something i found today actually which is like really quite because there's a lot of very sad <laughs> stories about the actors in this and the um the, even like the director and the cinematographer and it, it's a kind of a weird impact that this film had on their lives but um the San Sebastian Film Festival um a couple of years ago did it was like the anniversary of it or whatever um their their poster they recreated her on the train lines yeah. as an adult and it's one of the strangest things because it's the same face but different and so yeah. it's, she still has the melancholy look on her face like I'd love to see her in something now because she, I think she's just incredible like another interesting thing as well is um, I read that that scene uh, and I think this is kind of clear even in how they shot it um, the scene where they show them they watch Frankenstein yeah. they that was they were all watching it for the first time so that's literally they just put them in the room yeah you can tell you on, the, yeah it's the quite handheld yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's different it's very uh, grainy because yeah, like it's, it's low light yeah kind of it's kind of but it's completely so her reaction is real yeah. and like you completely get that and even that I think they called the two girls they're actually yeah because it's the well same like names. all of them it's uh, the the to the not father confuse and, her yeah. because obviously she was so young that so she kind of was she is Anna you yeah. know it's just you know, like oh it's so interesting and uh, yeah like uh, I liked also the <laughs> the uh, preamble propaganda video before Frankenstein plays about how <laughs> yes. like the only person <laughs> that can create life is God and all it's like how so... like the weird Catholicism of Franco yeah the, the interesting. Um, as that was going to be one of my questions actually was um what do you think the significance of um the movie being frankenstein and the sort of the influence of um religion on the film and how so much of this is tinged by the catholicism like there there's a lot of religious imagery and and they're kind of like praying and interaction and all that kind of thing um i was wondering if you had any thoughts on that well like uh like anything in this movie has a lot of ways to read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for one, Frankenstein is just like the the actual story about the um, how a man, or in this case, the Doctor Frankenstein, mm. uh, becomes like believes he's his own god and is able to use his own like ego and uh, quote unquote power to create life and such mm. and it's punished by that you know and then like in the movie adaptation it kind of switches the the perspective to the monster and i think That's that is an interesting kind of uh, thing when you're looking at just the idea of francoism as mm. well like and how it's portrayed in this movie that you're watching like an adaptation or something but it's completely changed and also like the idea how in the end the villagers go to destroy the monster but he's misunderstood yeah so it's kind of like he and i think it's picked up from uh, actual fact that like they they used to screen frankenstein as a like a movie about religion but at the same time if you think about it is it's if you look at it in the point of view of somebody that fought for franco yeah because they misunderstood the the republican side yeah that it could be like oh yeah we killed the monster quote unquote but 
it wasn't a monster we needed yeah. to kill and then and obviously now we like are the, the monsters kind of thing uh, yeah well it's even like it's it's really kind of direct really even though it has several several readings but even just that um like the soldier then later on like the convict or whatever uh which is a little bit of like great expectations in there as well i thought of but um robert de niro <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and how he is quite you know he's not he's not like necessarily but he's a, so he has a sympathetic sort of you know face and even how he interacts with her love those scenes because yeah. they're so they're silent yeah like they never talk it's she just, just oh. gives him the apple and the clock and the, the clothes <gasps> watch oh yeah that like uh, yeah the only problem that i have with the movie coming back to that since we're at it uh, well first of all just to finish on the the frankenstein but yeah is the also the the idea of showing a horror movie to kids to teach him about something it's kind mm. of like uh it is in the end of the day. It's like nowadays would be a PG movie, but what they're like five or six in the. How it, many movies do they? Yeah, you know what I mean. Obviously, it's like it. That's they don't why have the, that understanding. The of, cinema paradiso thing is very yeah. strong there as well of, of the like the power of like because obviously like the power of um and the importance of something like that of the traveling cinema and um not only really traveling cinema but like the the sort of like the traveling of the movies coming to these remote places. Yeah, but in this case, it's like the cinema. You can tell that it is like. Uh, uh, a movie like because they're bringing the projector with them it's yeah. not like a, it's not like Cinema Paradiso that no, no, Toto but has even an actual just... understanding of the separation yeah. between reality and film yeah and obviously I think Toto was older as well like, no like he's about the same age as yeah, her in the first suppose. one yeah yeah, yeah five or six is, kind yeah. of thing if it is like in the early 1950 and he, his dad died in the, uh, yeah, well, in the later. Eastern Front kind of thing yeah. so He's it much is. more exposed than yeah, these to, kids would have been. It's like when I grew up uh, watching movies, let's say. It's because I watched so many movies that weren't kids' movies. Yeah. And my mom would go in and say, like, okay, you can watch, like, adult movies. Like, I was, like, eight or nine. What, yeah, like, about eight watching, like, Braveheart the first time. Yeah. And she just went, like, oh, if you have any questions, like, ask well, that's questions kind of the kind thing, of thing. Even when people ask, yeah. like, Kermode and Mayo, like... This is a twelve. Should I bring my child? And it's like, you know, your child. Like it's yeah. it's very much like it's a guideline. Like that if you have a child that is very, you know, like this is the way as well of like children's minds. Yeah. And how like she even isn't frightened by Frankenstein. She's more just, you know, fascinated and yeah. so curious and like start that kind of age where you're starting to understand life and death and and like mortality and you know. Um, that kind of thing of like your own child could be disturbed by yeah. and you know like it's just depends it's so and it's the 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 thing as well of interest there of frankenstein is that it's a foreign movie yeah the fact that they had to bring somebody else's culture to show you that way uh which it's but at the same time i don't know if it is the the mexican version of frankenstein because universal used to shoot the same movie twice yeah for the at different the same time, uh, for different languages on the same set just change the yeah. actors and cuz it was just easier scene, than like yeah. dubbing it or whatever yeah so i don't know if it was that, that that's the case. i don't think so because it no. is boris karloff there's no yeah like, no i think it is it looks like 
And I just think it's like, uh, how the fuck did they get like the audio like in the 1940s? Like I can't understand like if they were doing like the silent movies, you know, like uh, traveling yeah. kind of thing. But it's, it's not like uh, you can just bring like one fucking speaker at the yeah. time. Like it used to be massive. That's never explained. The guy uh, smoking a cigar or whatever. I love that actually just the other cinema parties of things before you go on there. Is whenever they're coming in, your one has a cigarette and he's like, yeah. you know, you'll start a fire. And I'm just like, no, Alfredo. Um, sorry, go on. <laughs> and um, the but going back to uh, the only real issue I have with the movie is like what a lazy shite that that when Anna runs away that he's like Anna Anna <laughs> she's like like it's six years old like uh, in the plane like there's nowhere to it's not that she's in I the woods like, or something it's weirder though that the mother takes the time to burn the letter while Anna's still missing isn't it is she still missing or has she come back I think she came back yeah. Or it's when she's sick or sorry, I can't remember. So it's kind of like, obviously it's like, oh, you know, I have to put this up to bed now. It's yeah. over. But it's just so funny that there's like this whole scene of her like emotionally burning the letter. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's another kind of a motif he returns to of the, the kind of the writing of the emotional letters and the power yeah. of the letters and stuff. I think that whole, um, that whole sequence of when the sister's pretending to be dead yeah. is like, I think it's interesting because very Buñuelan. Yes, but they're yeah, they're definitely there's Buñuel um, uh, ties here, but it's never going like you know. It, obviously, like there are surreal elements of this, but I think he's obviously he's like more Tarkovsky than he is Buñuel. But um, I think it's interesting, kind of because uh, um, obviously you see kind of from the very beginning how isolated all the characters are from each other, except the two girls yeah. together. Even they're all even isolated from their parents because you don't see them interacting with either of the parents until like a good little bit into the movie. Like there's a yeah. quite a long sequence where the two girls are together, and even when they come back from the cinema and they go in, you don't see them. They're just in bed. You never see them being tucked in or anything. Um, because like the strange kind of like so then whenever you have that sequence where they're obviously playing by themselves and it could make complete sense that she could fall over and hurt herself and no one would hear because the place is it's a cavernous you know obviously they have they have the woman who looks after them but she's like milagros <laughs> milagros i love that name has a lot of things to do but um i love that whole sequence just of her just like slowly understanding what's going on and even like the tiebacks to the whole thing when they're learning about the body and yeah. then how she knows to put her head on her chest to hear her lungs you yeah. know like the kind of the discovery and the learning of children and for a second there the and the way that you described there how they're isolated and such yeah so there were a lot of moments in the movie that up to a certain point the uh that the uh, isabella character would Isabel. Uh, she would only speak to anna yeah. Even when they're like in school, the she whispers to Did Anna. Did you think she was a ghost? I was like, <laughs> "Are you the spirit invisible? of the behind? Yeah. <laughs> Are you the spirit of the behind? <laughs> um, but at the same time, I was like, "Oh, what a bitch!" Yeah, like, like, but then again, I remember doing shit like that's that. That's it. It's like you're watching and you're like, "Oh my god!" And even like the thing with the cat, you know, and the cat's like, "Ah!" Um, and then she just lets you go, and she's like, bah, 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 bah. "It's like it's not sort of there in the kind of like if you had that scene in a modern film, you'd be like, yeah. serial killer." serial killer but in this felt you know what I mean because that's such a like oh they hurt animals kind of thing you know what I mean of, of like the evil child but she doesn't she just has that nature of when you're a child and you aren't quite 
you know, you're developing empathy and you're developing... Especially when you're like an older sibling. Because yeah, you're, you're kind of, you you have more control because, you know, you yeah, know it's more. The, it's the, the weird, uh, the, I, I suppose that like, it's the same how it was like with me and my brother, that it, it's, uh, you're very close in age. Yeah. So you're, yeah, they you're still at, at an age that you can, uh, you hang out a lot because the the age is very close. Yeah. But you still depend on your older sibling to like learn things. Yeah, learn and quote unquote guide you, but they always miss guide you. you know, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have scars in my body to prove it. <laughs> That's it. I really got it as well. Like from having older siblings and kind of like like the bullshit they would tell yeah. you, and you'd be like oh my god really and they'd be like yeah and like you know completely leading you astray like ridiculous things um the the other thing that it, it got me like flashbacks to school in uruguay like the, <laughs> the just the like for one like in a uh, public school in did uruguay, you have a don jose <laughs> oh, oh jesus that creeped me out so much like when they don put don the eyes jose. on the, the way that it's like oh you're gonna piss off don jose or whatever like uh <laughs> Oh, that freaked me out. And the, oh, so when they weird. put the eyes, that it just his big they, eyelashes. Freaked me out to know. And uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing is that, like in school in Uruguay, in public school in Uruguay, you have to wear like the the white tunics. Like I them. love their little tunics. But because like the guy that invented, uh, well, like the created the school system in Uruguay, his name was Jose Pedro Varela. Yeah. And his idea was okay. We'll borrow the Spanish tunics, you know, because we're Spanish influence, but we're a free country. So what we'll do is make the biggest bow ties ever that you have to oh, wear. Oh, you like Madeline? Like with the little... The bow tie, the, the tie that I had to, the bow that I had to wear went <laughs> from shoulder to shoulder. Like it was insane. There are pictures there's, of that, yes. Yeah, there's, oh, no, there's yeah. no way of not ro- looking ridiculous in that. Like, like just seeing like, tw- remembering like 22 kids running after a sock ball because we used to break windows playing football. So we just make like a football made out of like uh, women's guard tears. <laughs> Gertiers? Oh, whatever. Like uh, stockings. I'm tired. I can't. That's not what a garter is. Okay. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know why I said it. Uh, <laughs> like using stockings, but like using enough stockings that made you have it. A ball. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like that. That, that was my childhood in the Uruguayans education. So I love Bobby your stories. Kind of thing. Oh, I love your stories of your third world. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Third world problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love all the, the sequences in school. Um, yeah, I loved how stark the movie is, and like it may, really makes you realize why the fucking Italian directors who shoot the spaghetti westerns in Spain, the like, wide flat yeah. expanses. Yeah, yeah. He's but like a with big, mountains um, and everything, like yeah. the way how they shoot the the little old farmhouse where yeah. the uh, the mother used to have the, her sorees oh, with yes. her soldier. little glances over. Yeah. <laughs> No, like that she used to like probably have her affair with the soldier there yeah, but well, at the same time it's kind of like in the timeline it's it, thinking about is that if it, it's yeah. 1940 okay yeah like spanish civil war well it started 34 35 yeah so if anna is five years old yeah she could she could be not fernando's daughter to be fair she doesn't look like 
Yeah, but nobody. No, I know, that's I know, how it looks I know. like Fernando. I know. Well, true, but even like, like yeah, yeah, she's dark though, which is interesting when you think of that both her parents are fair. It's kind of like, hmm, where'd that hair come from, Anna? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of that actually because I suppose I don't know as, as much about like the civil war of the sort of the overlap. But um, going back to the uh, the white shots, um, yeah, he he's a big fan of that, um, like of just the ultra wide yeah. like even like that that shot oh i love that shot so much um of when she's going on her bike yeah like, you know, he's, he's like constantly reusing the same frames as well like for sort of like um wide like ultra wide establishing shots um but like there are some just like absolutely beautiful like even like i think the one where she's going to the train to um post her letter which i love um like where there's like a little post box on the train um like because it's literally following her laterally yeah and then as she goes around the corner and then just stops exactly where the train passes yeah like and then all the steam it's absolute that, masterful that's like, it's pretty much i think um uh, oh that's a Sergio Leone kind of yeah. shot right there. Like I think the <laughs> And then like no. not in no way drawing attention to itself. Yeah. But there's there's quite a number of those like where because I think it's a combination of um like expert camera work and also um the blocking of the actors. Yeah. Because it's like it, there's an awful lot of where actors are just at the end of a scene are exactly in the perfect point of the frame. Yeah. And even like where he's turning from into like perfect framing of say like doorways and stuff. Yeah, and there's no standard coverage throughout the movie. Yeah, like it's, it's oh, just this oh and the colour. It is a very pretty movie to look at, but it's also like it has that depth kind of thing. Yeah. The, the, the only thing that I found interesting as well, the, the way they completely omit the the fact that like World War Two was going on at this point. Yeah. And it's like an interesting, like I always felt uh, like movies about Spain during World War Two is that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, we, we had our war. But that, yeah. That's well, that's thing. it. It's but like at the same time, it would be in the news all, all the and time. it's not very far away. Yeah. You know that it's, and like, especially because it's 1940. It's yeah, like because far it, into the war. It's not like. Yeah. Like, it, and it would be interesting to know where, <laughs> because it's not really clear what point in time the movie set in that year you know it's yeah. 1940 but you don't know if it's the beginning he's sort of deliberately or the middle or the end deliberately yeah. isolating it yeah like from it, spain almost as well that it feels kind of like but as well like of like of spain like like this little tiny town is spain as well if you know what i mean like it's yeah i think that the, the setting is is fascinating like just the it's the interesting thing about spanish cinema and the way that they've dealt like pretty much as soon as the war ended, that uh, there's so many movies about the war and so few of them deal with the war directly. Like even something like uh, even no, since the fall of yeah, like if like, you see a pants labyrinth is after the war. It's like guerrilla, like the last holdouts or whatever. But like the war is over. Yeah. Uh, if you like uh, another Del Toro uh, movie is the the the. Oh, um, the devil's backbone. Yeah, yeah. That is also definitely influenced by this. Yeah, and it's said in during the war, but like completely segregated almost from the war. You know, yeah. then you have like Death of a Cyclist, The Hunt. There's like so many movies that, uh, but every, even after Franco uh, came out of power, 
Yeah. It's almost that like... That's how they deal yeah, with it. Yeah, that it's completely obliquely that you can't... Deal. And it's the weird thing about the Spanish Civil War because it is a civil war but had so much foreign intervention. That's why I thought that it was interesting Frankenstein was the chosen movie yeah. to go in because it's not like if you're talking about like the Irish Civil War or any other civil war, the American Civil War or whatever, you have foreign yeah, soldiers fair, yeah. there you go. But you have like the fucking Nazis bombing Guernica and then like... Uh, the Italians involved, like the American brigades of like the communists from all the world just going in, like Russian help. You know what I mean? It's the not communists of all the world. Yeah, like and then you watch communists unite. It's like obviously Ken Loach was gonna make a movie about the Spanish Civil War. Oh yeah, like that's it is he is that kind of filmmaker where you know that obviously like we can read in so much to front the whole Frankenstein choice, but like you know that Frankenstein is it is it, he did make that like pick that film it wasn't random yeah. like there's reasons for it and like everything feels very considered but not not like um it's it's all very like subtle but not subtle but it's everything just feels very careful but not like you know hammering the nail home at any point I think that it's also like interesting that it's like the mute yeah it's a very quiet this is a very quiet that, that, uh, like Frankenstein is a mute monster like yeah. the, the Frank good thing is like from the second Brides of, of Frankenstein the first one he doesn't he's completely mute yeah so. yeah because that it's the same kind of interaction then like yeah. where because he like that whole thing of like with the at the uh, the the is it what is it it's like a river or a stream or something like where she's putting the flowers and everything like yeah. there's no it's the, her talking but he's not and then it has the 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 call back when she actually sees yeah, the, the no... monster but it's like what's the meaning of there and i think that is well the way that she's almost shell-shocked by what happened in the way that they describe the doctor describes how they'll yeah. get over it it's like spain and it's like where you're she seeing just needs kind time. of thing yeah yeah and it's like that when uh, Fernando's like going to work and he, I think he's like, oh, he's going to hop in in the car because he has this big, massive gaff. If he just hops <laughs> nope, in, it's like a little horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you look at the roads, you can understand yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. Your man's driving the, the truck coming in like through the routes, like just getting uh, followed by the, the, the kids. Yeah. And stuff. But like even like movies like Mr. Marshall. Bienvenido, Mr. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The like... It has so much, like, I did my dissertation for Spanish uh, on Spanish Civil War during the Franco years. Yeah. So, like, so all yeah, I see all, these all kind of links all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what I mean, though, when I say that, like, this is, it does feel like this at the final piece of the puzzle in yeah. regard to a lot of, because even, like, that's obviously, like, we did Spanish in... um in uh, in college as well like in, in relation well, to cinema technically. well yeah but i mean we, we did it it was there you know you know shout out to his is uh, <laughs> he would be so, i think he would be proud of me you know yeah. i still have to watch it with the subtitles but yeah. you know i'm still like i'm expanding my range yeah like uh, just for the audience uh, when she was asking me uh, have oh, you seen these two off. movies when she says like her big thick Donegal accent but she said El Sur instead of saying El Sur she was saying El Sur and I was like the sir the sir (laughs) was this like fucking to sir with love or something like fucking with Sini Poitier I hadn't like said it out loud so then I was like trying to remember the name of it and I was like oh yeah and I was like the south and then I just (laughs) shut up um Come on, I have to revel when it is not me mispronouncing things. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, you're allowed. Um, yeah, I I think uh, we've sort of touched on this a bit, but um, 
just like even not even just the silent communication between Anna and um and the prisoner or whatever, but um even just with the couple, um like the parents' relationship, yeah, and like so much of their relationship is told is is just shown to you. There is no in like these very simple scenes. Even the fact that like he sleeps in his office and then whenever he goes to bed, she's you know like it's just it's it's yeah. just one shot, completely told in her face. But there's no. You know, there's no like argument or you know what I mean. It's yeah, like, just the, like the, 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 the the biggest kind of oh the the moment when she's like oh I'm gonna give a fuck and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna like commit to my husband and my family is her just putting like a cardigan over his shoulder while he's asleep yeah, and patting yeah. him. It's like that's the level of drama we're dealing with here. <laughs> but because everything is so uh, uh, measured and yeah and glacial Quiet. almost uh, like uh, when that actually happens you're like oh my god like, yeah that, that's it it's within the context of this of this of... mood it feels like a big deal like that it's the power of this and like i totally get what you mean when you said you fell asleep because this movie like envelops yeah. you in just everything and like its tone its mood its pacing it's you know it's it's, it's color it's sound like the whole thing of um like just oh I I love this movie so much. <laughs> and the worst thing so with, uh, with Anna is that she only smiles once in yeah. the movie, and like she looks kind of weird almost when she smiles. Yeah, I think. and it's like, but at the same time, it's that release of emotion that like you realize yeah. that everybody doesn't smile. Like when yeah. you see that, it's there's no. It's a movie with a lot of, at the same time, kind of like joy to it. Like when the the dad is uh, mushroom painting, yeah, and he's teaching them what passing to them what his granddad passed down to him. Yeah, and like uh, Isabella goes, oh, let's go to the mountain. It's like, oh, you guys smell too much. Like uh, you wouldn't (laughs) make it there, but but one day we'll go, kind of thing. Realizing that now it's too soon to go in such a long trek but it's something that he's already planning ahead to yeah do. he has that older father thing you know what i mean that like very much of he's not exuberant with them he's not running around yeah. but he's calmly almost like closer to like a grandfather figure to yeah. him almost after um, a siesta day <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do love that um though that even just as you're saying that like they, they are kind of like ghosts almost like yeah. the parents are like ghosts of their like even like, like when she says in her letter like they're almost like they're living in the ruins of their house and like the ruins of their old lives kind of like pre-war. Yeah, i think that the that's why i think that fernando it works for the dictatorship yeah my theory on the backstory on there is that they live in the in the the house in that farmhouse the one that is abandoned with the well yeah and you see that it's like half tilled that like they till the ground and then just abandoned it that mm. way and that uh, he left to do whatever for franco's army and she kept the soldier in hiding there that she fell in love with because he's clearly a republican kind of thing and then when he comes back as a gift for his service he's given the manner of somebody that probably was fighting on the opposite side yeah they seem they they seem uncomfortable in like not just because it's this expanse and every room dwarfs them but that it's they just they seem uncomfortable in the in the space it feels you know somehow yeah i know what you mean that's an interesting kind of um because you're given very few kind of clues as to what they were like before but at the same time you kind of can feel what it would have been if you know what i mean like it's it's in all these like small little 
slowly revealed things. Um, but at the same time, the movie like it leaves it absolutely open, and I wouldn't yeah. say that particularly he'd be a bad person because it's like Francoism, his fascism, but not to the. It's like it's good fascism. Well, it's not good fascism. It's fascism and still with people dies and stuff, but it doesn't have this racial hatred than the Nazism had. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's different well, to understand. I mean, you the- can understand why like an Italian person became a fascist. Yeah. Like under Mussolini, because it was more like economic and shit. And then afterwards, it goes to shit, and people get killed. Yeah. What 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 uh, form of fascism are we currently sliding towards, Ricardo? <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter fascism. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to briefly comment on uh, the the uh, the art department, or well, more specifically, like the wardrobe choices yeah. for the little girls, because. Like, they're just, I mean, they're little suitcases. Yeah. Like, and oh, like her little shoes and like their little tunics and then like their little coats and everything. Like, oh, and like just even like the little small things that they have in their rooms and like they're so cute. It's just and like, the way that they run without moving their arms is I the know, funniest thing. I know, it's just like, <laughs> but they are just children. They're not child actors. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just children, which makes it so like when you're just watching them playing and like just kind of even whenever the first time they go to the um the kind of shack, um and how they're just kind of wandering around and like a no Neil Shaq O'Neal and Shaquille O'Neal. But I love that it's like the same shot and they kind of run into it and it's just like you see it and it's like their little run across. Yeah, like there's a lot of like foreground and background with them that it's like even when the train is coming in and they're like. He's using every part of and like just like, oh, like, yeah, you were saying like the depth to the frame, like constantly people are moving backwards and forwards. Like it's not, oh, it's just. He uses all the ingredients of filmmaking. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, Oh, and it's just every every element of it is being like just because it's used. good writing, yeah, good cinematography, great uh, acting, great soundtrack, great Sound. audio, yeah. It's like that's every a great uh, production design, great editing, great editing, great everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what was uh, well, like, do it, you have any? There was like the the dodgy bit though. There were like. The dad not chasing after Anna was like the, the moment that was like you lazy shit. Like, yeah, I think maybe part of that as well is that you kind of you never think that they're gonna go very far. Maybe yeah. you know what I mean that it's sort of like oh she'll come back. It's you know not even that she'll go as far as she does. Yeah, that he could never because yeah, obviously. But how did he lose her though? When she yeah, like it's true. not when she's not coming back after like two hundred meters. There's yeah, still like probably, like a kilometer before the first tree. Like yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's old, okay. <laughs> yeah, but you, he's old on. and full of honey. Uh, at a walking pace, of collecting <laughs> mushrooms like she has well, like her tiny little legs. <laughs> yeah, that's not the like their, their legs are too small to like jump over the little gaps in the tilling fields. They're so doing they, they, they keep tripping a little bit, like all oh, that that like that shot whenever she stands into the footprint is just like like yeah. oh their little foot is just marvelous like it's just like wh- it's whispering to the well and dropping yeah, shit and stuff it's, it's like just it's me. It's like <laughs> it is like i yeah. love her little voice like oh it's just amazing 
that's the weird thing like of the like the 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 child performances is that you watch something like close encounters of the third kind which yeah. you haven't seen no i know uh, but there's like a moment that uh spielberg wanted the kid to like look happy so off the screen he'll be like holding toys mm. and like in the movie he go the kid actually screams toys and it's like it kept because it's amazing yeah. but for other bits like they tricked the kid into having like reactions so like the the kid became really close friends with like the makeup guy in the movie yeah so they make the makeup guy dress up as like uh, a gorilla <laughs> so like the kid is looking afraid yeah and then the guy takes off the, his like, head ah. and the kid first goes like i don't fucking know what's going on here <laughs> and then he goes like oh that's my friend so he looks really happy yeah but this you lose is, something of like it's the fact that when you look at her face you can see her work yeah it's an actual performance things. it's not she's she's like you know she's trying to understand and you can see her little brain working through it and yeah. like it's completely shown in her eyes like yeah. it's just oh it, there's no like little mo- it's a tr- like it's an actual performance and i'm yeah. like for one it's like how the fuck like for one it's like i don't think that like Risa did much on the directing there because like she's just a star there yeah, like it's yeah. not like you can't like no matter how good an acting coach or director you are you can't get you can't that do out that of a to child the kid. like yeah, it's like, impossible but it's when you really realize like um is whenever like those first shots um of like because she's not like the two kids aren't very pointedly sort of like singled out and the crowd shots when they're introduced at the uh in the um the screening they're not like really pointedly sort of um shown until like a little bit into it so you're kind of getting general shots of people's reactions but as soon as she's in a, in the frame even in a wide shot you're drawn to her like it's, it's her whole it's like her massive eyes and her she just has that thing you know what i mean yeah. like of she has the x factor she does <laughs> good old anna isabelle like uh, the other bit that like I found kind of uh, dodgy was like how the coppers found your man in there and just like shoot him to bits. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was the only fade that kind of didn't work for me. Yeah. Because there's a lot of uh, transitions in the movie that is like the same frame and just using the, the passage of time yeah, with yeah, a yeah, crossfade. Yeah. Which I like and they work yeah. quite well, yeah. But for this one, it cuts from like the from the farmhouse the abandoned farmhouse in the day tonight doesn't tonight yeah, and, then, and they, then you just hear the gunshots yeah and i would have preferred <laughs> if it would have been like especially because like he has the time and like he has the pacing already like created yeah. that it would have allowed for it having Given like seen the soldiers more. coming in or something yeah. but at the same time at some point having since he showed the guy jumping off the train without the girls being there already breaking the idea of like of a uh, point of view kind yeah. of thing that like uh, it's okay to t- say something outside the story of that family for like one little bit that it was just like somebody in the police station maybe even like fernando going to a police station to do whatever else you know like get uh, like uh, something stamped yeah and there, somebody's talking about like oh yeah we know that he's in the vicinity kind of thing you know because it's just, just to set it up a little because bit because if more, anna's yeah. the only person that saw him kind of thing you know yeah. it's like who the fuck like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere it's how like how do you show up with like a load of people to like absolutely like that there's a lot of different gunshots in that scene it's not like just one guy coming in it's like oh yeah. i'm just gonna check what's in here no 
It's like an ambush almost, you know? Yeah, that they are completely know for certain he is yeah. there. Yeah. So it's like, not that it's like a big one, but it's a bit of a. I a do love plot that though, whenever then, whenever he sees the watch and like the whole thing of breakfast, but then he yeah. follows her. Yeah. And literally she's just like, and, and then the, runs. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> she's like, hey. <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like that's like he he is so great because even whenever he like the police guy the police guy yeah um, like it's so weird that hands him the watch like he controlled like John Travolta for so many years. <laughs> You're ruining it! Stop ruining it! You know how much he freaks me out. Jesus, oh god! Still think David Thewlis should play him, but anyways, um, but then that would ruin David Thewlis, and I <laughs> fucking love him so. Mm. Well, for them to see more Hoffman did a pretty good job in the master. He did, he did, he did. But yeah, no, I think like um, pretty much universally that their performances are pretty great. Um, One that I think is kind of inconsistent is probably the mother. Um, Because I think the only, (coughs) for me, the only like weird moment is um, this is the musical number we're talking about. I'm joking. There's no musical number. There's a just, dance yeah. uh, at, at over the credits. Um, it's like the end of Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that. But um, hi ho. <laughs> um, is no, it's the scene whenever the doctor's there, and I really love the character of yeah. the doctor because he's so kind of like you know, um, you peasant. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, my jaw cracked. Um, um, it's her weird interaction with him, which is kind of like. <gasps> doctor is she gonna be okay and it's like you can understand obviously like why she would be so you know because this is something like an event that very much doesn't just shake anna yeah it shakes them as well because like they've been sort of like you know ghosting along in in such a fashion not in the modern sense of ghosting but uh but also she does she does ghost him almost when she's in that bed she pretends to be asleep but um uh, it, it you know it shakes them and out of like their their stupor almost, but um, she just seems a little. I think it's and she's very close to him as well. And she's talking to him. It's weird. It's, I, I don't th- know. It's I just, think it's... it was weird, but it's like somebody that has been like absolutely not feeling anything for years and yeah. then pretending to show that emotion because it's not the yeah, family there. Yeah, he, he, like the doctor comes in and she's like, oh how's Anna? Like, yeah. he'd be going, like, to his wife, and then his <laughs> wife would be, like, telling the rest of the town, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. the, the mom care. doesn't give a shit. I don't know, though, because I think that even though they are absent parents, I don't think they are without love and, and care, you know? Yeah, cause... but, like, that they're, they don't demonstrate emotion. Like, like, like everything do, is kind of like... Uh, yeah, you do have that when she's getting her photo taken and, you know, where she's fixing her and there's quite a lot of contact there, which yeah. I think is nice. I really like that scene and it's like where she smiles and everything. Like, it's, it feels, it feels necessary because yeah. otherwise it would feel too cold that they're What not I mean is that the, at no moment it felt cold or loveless, but at the same time it's that kind of like matter of fact love yeah and, you know fixing the yeah. clothes and the you know when you the hair like and, yeah you know like people that have like parents that are really conservative in a way but you know that they really love their kids but they never they like don't show emotion, never yeah. hugged them never told them anything never but it's whatever. all like but you know like yeah. you know they you just look at them looking at their son with pride or whatever you're like yeah there's clearly love there it's yeah. just like and even just of, like the little pet yeah it's full of you know, as much emotion as they're able to 
Yeah, but at the same time, it's a bit weird if your daughter disappears. If you just like <laughs> the doctor's like, oh yeah, she should be all right, but she's deeply traumatized, yeah. and you go like, that's grand. <laughs> I'm, I've just uh, that that's fine, but I have a letter to write. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to um, fantasize about my uh, Republican soldier. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird as well that your mom is still dressed as a like in a soldier uniform, and I'm like, dude, uh, like yeah. it's been two years. Like, <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> it's gonna be many more years. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not a very good way of like running away, like to blending in or whatever. It's like, final thing is um the music. I just it's like me- like melancholy, but but. Like oh, it's this straight. I don't know what it is. What the instrument is? It's like a, it's like an oboe or something. But it's that kind of like weird sound of yeah. like you know. It's I think so. Like uh, asking me about music is like dancing about dinosaurs. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like, <laughs> Anna, you can do the you can, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is a move. So that doesn't work. Um, the T Rex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forget that people can't see me, so I'm, I was doing the T-Rex there. Um, <laughs> the little arm dance. Yes. Um, but, like, uh, I, I love the music in, and also, like, how at the same time it has depths of emotion, but is so understated the same way that the rest of the movie is. Yeah. Uh, the question I was going to ask was, was, what do you think of the title of the movie? Why La Colmena? The Beehive. Yeah. Um, because of the death and despair <laughs> you see in the eyes of the bees. Thirteen sabers with the bees. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's like everything else in the movie. There's an awful lot that you can kind of read into it, and like even the say Fernando's kind of despair, but obsession with the bees themselves yeah. and like all his poetry being about the bees and yeah. the workers and the kind of like tie between the and that as well that they are living in a beehive. Like literally from like the the lighting through the like hexagonal or whatever they are window frames. Like they are within their own beehive, but they are nowhere near as industrious as an actual hive. But it's like the idea of like the ties between that and like drones of workers and like yeah. fascism and that kind of thing so but i don't know at the same time like i think that you can take several different meanings yeah. from it you know what i mean i i think that it, it, i don't i don't think he would ever have meant it to be something that's uh, so to be I, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also i think that it's uh, important yeah. that like he looks at the honey and uh, looks disappointed at the productivity of the bees yeah the do you beginning. think that i think that's a link like with fascism and that's why i was like i think fernando like did some dodgy work there mm. because it's it, it just it, the movie like traffics a lot in symbolism yeah and then, traffics a lot in symbolism mm. well the word allegory is in the fucking synopsis yeah. so Come on, give me a fucking credit for like I, I thought it was fairly well put. That myself. was great. I liked that for, a lot. For, uh, half asleep for a card I just sitting here. Um uh what was your uh, favorite thing? Uh my favorite thing is like well like I, I think that there's no argument to say that is Anna. Like it has to be yeah. like it's the She's there's so um I think that she like has said that she was very haunted by this film, like in her basically her entire career. And as well, like the um, 
the cinematographer was almost blind by the time they finished making this because um, he had a brain tumour and he died very shortly afterwards. Oh, Jesus. And he was only like 42 or something. And like the man is clearly a, a master. Like, and you know, like it's it's just really sad. And like, even if you think of like, um, I don't really know what happened to Aretha. Like if, you know, why he only made three films. He made some shorts and, and like this third film is a documentary, but. He just had to tend to his moustache. <laughs> He has a great look, actually. I think he said, though, as well, of this and basically all his movies, that uh, they're very much of himself. Yeah. Which makes it even sadder. That, and like, that an awful lot of it um, was taken directly from his own childhood. And I think of the childhood of the other guy who wrote the screenplay, Santos, maybe? Or I'm not sure. Um, but uh, that they were all... You know what I mean? That very much of it was... It feels very real. It feels like real kind of experience. Yeah, but like you would have been... what. He was born in 1940, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, the, so it's a very, like, very important year for him. Cause it's kinda... Like, he would have been, like, 33 when the movie came out. But it's interesting, like, superposing, like, mem- your memories from a different time period. Yeah. That. Because even if, if you think about uh, when he's six, mm. if he was born in 1940, it would have been 1946. So, the war, World War Two is over. So that kind, that kettle of fish has been put to bed. Let, uh, <laughs> that kettle of fish like, has been put to bed. So you have like, uh, Jesus, like my references are all over the place. That, but uh, then you have the oh beginning of the Cold War. So that's another thing altogether. Yeah. But it, it's also that the distance then from the Civil War to 1946 is far greater. This is like people still getting accustomed to... yeah to life settling uh, back into real civilian life i suppose if you know what i mean i was kind of surprised that the movie didn't deal that much with religion and itself when you took out from the beginning like obviously with a bit of symbolism and like nature etc yeah i don't know i think there's it's head on yeah not that it needed to but i was surprised it didn't Um, yeah from the time i suppose yeah yeah Yeah, and even i suppose like we've made the bunwell kind of comparison and his kind of like very direct bashing of the catholic church yeah but but the thing is that like francoism it's very tied to the catholic yeah well that's kind of what i meant as well but the whole like the frankenstein religion frank you know what i mean there it's a whole sort of trifecta of things like and why there's like there's just an awful lot going on in, in every aspect of this but um my favorite thing was also anna Oh, like uh, you were talking about Anna already as if it was your favorite thing well, and not in saying mean, yes, yeah, you're well, right. Yeah, I mean, well, there we go. That's okay. why I didn't ask What you. was your least favorite thing then? <laughs> My least favorite thing was uh, probably like the two little plot holes. Like it's just because it's the only thing that I can point at the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, like you, you could have done slightly better there, but it's not like... It's not that like I'd be like, oh, fucking writing a letter to Victoria, so you piece of shit, like <laughs> <laughs> you ruin a good movie by the whatever. fuck yeah. is this, Victor? <gasps> the fuck. <laughs> I my least favorite thing is probably um just that one weird scene with the mother yeah. was the one thing that kind of stuck out for me. But even then, I feel like by the end of the scene, they've sort of brought it back. You know what she should have done in the scene? Yeah, slapped her forehead and go, of course. <laughs> <laughs> liberation day um (laughs) that's what most uh emotional uh dramatic scenes are missing i find particularly if she had said it in english in a british accent yeah um (laughs) yeah that was uh the spirit of the beehive and el espíritu de la colmena thank you ricardo um (laughs) next week's film is ricardo's pick and it is
uh, comment see. Uh, so uh, brace yourselves for that one. Very, very excited. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you want to find us you can find us on Facebook The Recommendation Game on Twitter at The Rec Game you can email us at TheRecommendationGame at gmail.com you can also find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud and on Dublin Digital Radio on Mondays at 11 to 12 a.m. And if you want to donate to independent radio, Dublin Digital Radio has a Patreon that they have a link to on their social media and on their website. I was Ordem McNinas. Yo soy Ricardo Deacon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>